Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. What's going on? Someone said the police are at the beach. This morning, the body of an 11-year-old child was found on Harbour Cliff Beach at Broadchurch. Why didn't you see that he was gone? Why didn't you? You have to look at your community from the outside now. I can't be outside it and I don't want to be. Hollister, this week we're doing another great BBC series called Broadchurch, and I have to say, nobody does murder mysteries like the Brits. Perhaps the Scandinavians, and they do have an Icelandic composer who does the theme song, Um, but it's a great series starring David Tennant and Olivia Colman as two detectives in um, this small town where an 11-year-old boy is found murdered on the beach. And I did not know this, but did you know the U.S. has already come out with a remake called Grace Point? Oh, please tell me no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even willing to discuss the remake. Why would they do that? Interestingly, David Tennant plays the detective in both series. So in the original, he has his authentic, fabulous Scottish accent and in the remake he plays an American detective where an 11 year old boy is found washed up um, on the beach in California. Oh, and I'm surprised I, it's not Nantucket. It, to me it was for sure would have been in Nantucket but go ahead. That's so interesting. I mean even watching the trailer and hearing about the pilot it looks as though it is completely scene by scene a remake of the original Broadchurch. Oh, I don't understand. There hasn't been a big time lag between the two series. It's the same actor. Is it just a matter of changing them all to American accents because I remember when I was in college and any course that was taught by a professor with an accent was better visited than the ones where the professors <laughs> just had American accents. You know, it's so funny that we Americans have that point of view when the truth is wherever we go, we expect everybody to speak English. So And they are we, speaking we, we English love, in the original. We love it when they do it with an accent, but we, we don't love it when they do it in their own language. But you know what? I and mean, I'm sure there's money to be made and I'm sure that's why it's all about the, it's all about the money. But I so enjoyed this show. Mm -hmm. And again, part of it, by the way, was the landscape in which it takes place. I mean, it is so beautiful. And those cliffs. You're right. The cinematography, even when they find the boy and they set up the police tents, which are illuminated at night, the cinematography, again, it also seems very Arctic. Well, and they sort of unfold those cliffs along the way. So you don't you don't see them you know, in their magnificent splendor right away. But it took 10 years for them to get this, you know, on the air. So it's so funny that it took that long to get it on the air, and it's going to be less than a year before the remake takes place. Well, this is, again, it's my great puzzlement, because even my first job, I remember that any salesperson... Um, did better if they had a British accent or a Scottish accent when calling American customers. They were more likely to be able to keep somebody on the phone. So I really, either they're underestimating Americans' abilities to, um, you know, have the accents be an endearing part of the show. Um, But what I find interesting is that um, this first season was eight episodes. You can see it on Netflix. And at the end of the eight-episode story arc, I thought it was going to be a miniseries that wrapped. I was very stunned to find out that there's a season two. That means that David Tennant has to go between filming for the BBC and coming to the States 
playing the same character with two different accents as he films Grace Point as the American detective and Broadchurch as the Scottish detective, since both series now are airing at the same time. Well, I think he did a wonderful job of playing the role of a man who is physically very sick, actually, and uh, has had something that's happened in his past. And again, we don't need to even go there, but something that's happened in his past that has made this a very, very difficult case for him. And he plays that so well and yet shows he weaves into that performance um, the drive of this one is going to get caught no matter what. Mm-hmm. And he handles himself perfectly. He doesn't lose it. He, you know, and frankly, you know, I think she's somewhat Olivia Coleman. Ellie mm-hmm. Miller is the character. Um, you know, she's a bubblehead. I mean, she just irritated me from the moment she comes on the screen. And I don't know if you felt that way about her, but even in the very first scene, it's like, okay, you're going to be a detective, but you're going to act like a silly girl. Like, stop it. And she does grow on me along the way. But in general, I found her highly irritating, no question. Well, I thought, um, do you recall she was an Iron Lady? She played Margaret Thatcher's daughter. Um, You know, I liked her character. I liked how the characters were completely different. And I thought the premise was great. Not that we haven't seen it before, but in the first episode, she fully expects to get the promotion where she's going to be the first female head of this police department. And instead, the job goes to this outsider, Scottish detective, who has come to Broadchurch to lay low and recover um, medically and career-wise um, from a prior murder investigation, which has his stress levels through the roof. Um, and something that I liked is how their characters played on each other, where he's so surly and acerbic and stiff, and she's the one that knows everybody in town. So I think it's a great premise that she has to investigate her lifelong friends, and she's the one that knows the cliffs and knows what you can see from certain vantage points. Well, but she handles herself so unprofessionally, and he points that out to her. You know, look, you, you can't be personally involved with these people, and she says, I am. And, but she doesn't handle herself well, and she makes a lot of blunders uh, right out of the gate that are, that are really, you know, just, I just found them gender irritating is what I found them like. And he's pretty, he's pretty nice about it in the end, though. I mean, when she actually stands up and says, I'm the one who made that mistake, he just sort of walks out of the room and, you know, sort of keeps it on the down low. I love the dialogue that the two characters have with each other because since their characters yeah. are so different, as the season goes on, you can tell they're having an effect on each other. So even towards the end of season one where she says to him, I hate what I'm becoming, and he says to her, what a good detective, and she says, no, hardened. You know, and likewise, he becomes much more human um, you know, and compassionate. So by the, the end... I thought he was compassionate with her, but I didn't find him compassionate with anybody. In the end, you know, and again, we don't want to spoil anything, but in the end, he was compassionate with her. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure he was compassionate overall. And I think maybe, and in this is, you know, I would love to have had a moment to call a detective, even though I don't know any, and ask them, you know, how do you keep your distance? And is that why you appear to be so harsh sometimes is because you just can't get involved, you know? And apparently the talk of England during this entire thing was who shot Danny, which is the boy who's found dead. And I just had to laugh thinking that's just right out of JR territory. And when Dallas ran in the 70s, it really was the talk of every dinner party of people guessing you know, for three months until the next season began and, and you were to find out who shot JR. 
it, everybody talked about, well, who do you think it was? Who do you think it was? And I, so along the way of watching the series, wanted to call you up, which we never do. We never talk before we start to tape. I wanted to call you up and, along the way and say, okay, who do you think did it? Who do you think did it? It's so well woven. And apparently people are going back and rewatching it to see where the clues are. And I might, I actually might do that. I'm tempted to do the same. I have to say, um, this is one case where I don't think we should have a plot spoiler. I, um, did not, it was not who no, I you expected. Can't, we can't spoil it. It's we too can't important. spoil it. You have yeah, to go yeah. and you have to watch. And, um, I just, I, I honestly, though, I did not see it coming. And I was surprised that they will have a season two where he stays in town and people from his prior murder investigation, um, are going to seek out his help. All right. Now, did you along the way, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but did you along the way have ideas of who you thought did it? What was so great about this is that in 2015, when you watch a murder um, mystery, um, you know, there have been so many CSI spinoffs. And I feel like the American murder mysteries, they're so high tech dependent. So, you know, you've constantly got detectives asking people to look things up on the computer and zoom in on the screen and use special, you know, night vision cameras, etc. And that this was old school in terms of being character driven. And each of the characters became a suspect. And it was the same thing that was so effective in the play, which became the movie Doubt, where you realize that people you've known your whole life, it really raises the question, how well can you really see inside someone else's heart? And how do you know if someone is truly innocent? You know, even your own child. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, who, you know, I I think I told you, the president of a company that I worked with, he actually managed Jeffrey Dahmer, who was a manager at a plant. And saw him every day and said, you could have lined up 20 people in the plan. He would be the last person I would have chosen. Wow. It just shows you just never know. You know, you just never know. But the other thing that I think this does so brilliantly is the public becomes very impatient when murders aren't solved immediately. Uh And what happens is the public starts to drive the case rather than the police not allowing that to happen. And I think they show that so well, you know, that, and the outcome of that can be devastating. And um, again, we won't go there, but, but the public does, you know, the police, once they start to respond to public demand for action and information and, you know, some sort of suspect, it's very, it's very true to life. And I thought that part of it really unfolds brilliantly, brilliantly. It was great, the village dynamics, because as the episodes wore on, you saw the town was really turning on itself. So what came across originally exactly. as a caring yep. and loyalty, it became this posse mentality and the judgmental nature. And as each character gets... Um, you put through the paces and becomes a suspect, you realize that everyone has all these skeletons in their closet. And so often things that seem apparent to us, we might be entirely misjudging. You know, it's a very Lord of the Flies mentality yes. as people start to panic too. And mm-hmm. in a small town like that, it, you know, it, I think it becomes even larger. Like Son of Sam, I was around New York during Son of Sam time. And it, there was no panic like this because the city was so big, you just felt like the odds were not, it just wasn't an issue, you know? Right. So, but this, this, this does show the unraveling of stress and panic really, really beautiful. And also David Tennant is really cool. And I think he should have had a love interest. He never has a love interest. I that one scene when he tried with the Australian yeah. in proprietor. I thought that was so funny. You know, looking, I know, but I, I needed I needed him to have somebody to go home to. I needed that, and he didn't do it, and it made me sad. 
even in that scene where you realize that he had been protecting his ex-wife, you realize that he was a nicer guy than you might have suspected. But oh, I perhaps, liked him from the beginning. Yeah. You know, that goes to show they probably did already plan on a season two where they needed somewhere for his character to go. Um, this is my odd comment of the podcast, but as I looked at his face, I kept thinking, who does he remind me of? Who does he remind me of? And I'm convinced every actor looks like someone who's come before us already. But if you think back to the sitcom Spin City... I finally landed on this. If you took the quirked eyebrow and the fact that he doesn't blink, a little bit like that poster for the movie Ides of March where they took half of Ryan Gosling's face and half of George Clooney's (laughs) face. If you mixed Michael J. Fox with Charlie Sheen from Spin City, I think you might get David Tennant. But did you notice there was a very brief appearance in the pilot of your favorite character from How to Get Away with Murder, Alfred Enoch? Oh, no, I didn't see him. He had a little cameo. He worked at the paper, and then I guess he was probably running off to be in How oh, to Get Away with but Murder. You know what? I, don't, I don't think I noticed, though, that it was and him. Oh. You know, there was another actor who appeared in the movie where I believe you were the first person to review it, um, your movie Still Life that we saw at the Hamptons oh, I, International know, I Film Festival. I love that movie. I yes, loved that movie. The father of the dead boy was in Still Life. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, Yes, as soon as you said that. And, and if you haven't seen Still Life, may I urge you to go? It's I'm sure it's on Netflix by now. Something else I want to say about Broadchurch, which really stood out to me, is I thought it was fabulous camera work. Um, you know, for example, if someone's disoriented or they don't know where to go next or they've hit a dead end in the investigation, the camera will spin or um, the camera will follow the detectives as they go through a crime scene or through a house or even... Um, they'll do close-ups on a certain location in the investigation, and then the camera will pan out. So I don't know if you remember that scene, for example. They go to interrogate that creepy cleaning lady that lives in a trailer up on the cliff. Oh, cliffs. my God, she gave me the willies. She and the um, female detective's son. Between those two characters, I was totally creeped out. But the camera showed a close-up as they're talking to her in the trailer, and then it panned out, and you see the wide shot of the trailer on the cliffs with the um, contrasting beautiful backdrop with the moors and the cliffs and the water. Uh, But the camera work is beautiful. Totally was stunning. But you know what this show is about? This show is about families. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, there's so many different kinds of families. There's the family that you work with. There's the family that you live with. There's the family of your community, especially when you live in a small town. And when I went back to say, okay, what is this, this series about? It's really about families, the family dynamic of um, of the boy who was killed, you know, Danny, his family dynamic was very different than uh, her family dynamic, the detective, and very different than the family dynamic of the town, which changes as things happen to it. And it was about a lot of families, and and it was sad that way. You know, there were not not always good family dynamics and yet and still uh they were families and they all stayed families you know it's very yeah everybody stayed in their family and they mentioned the stresses on the family explicitly even so in that scene that i thought was just heartbreaking when the mother of the dead boy meets up in a coffee shop with the mother of a dead girl from the prior investigation yeah. run by the same police detective 
And um, the mother of the dead girl says, you know, most married couples divorce in this situation. Um, and she starts talking about how she drinks, she takes sleeping pills, um, and how her own life got stolen that day. Um, I think the actress who plays the mother of the dead boy is very talented. And she's given so much because in the pilot where she has to express total and utter grief when she realizes it's her boy on the beach, um, she expresses rage. You know, well, she also, you know, she doesn't know at first that he's not at school. So when she arrives and, you know, having had a child at school, I can imagine arriving at school and saying, wait, where's Sarah? And they're like, well, she never came today. You just would go absolutely, absolutely mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the toll of a, of a murder on a family, but, you know, you can even look at things like Natalie Holloway, you know, her, her mother became so obsessed with trying to, you know, get um, who she believed murdered her. You know, she lost her marriage. She lost her son. A mother of a murdered child doesn't recover. It definitely takes a toll, and you realize on everyone. So, for example, the local detective who doesn't want to let her friends down and the people who are getting investigated mercilessly. There were so many characters who I really like. So, for example, Maggie, who runs the local newspaper. I thought she's a terrific character. Which um, is so mean. But, but interesting to watch, you know. But one character who, at the beginning, I thought might be a little over the top in terms of the British village was the local vicar, wearing his collar and practicing his sermons and trying to get his flock to come back to the church, and yet he grew on me. So towards the end of season one, where he's arguing with the, with the cop, and, you know, the cop is trying to say the church has jumped in so gleefully because there's been this huge tragedy just to try to up their membership numbers. And when that priest turns to him and says, you know, people came to me um, because there was a fear you couldn't quell and you don't get to belittle my faith just because you have none. I thought that was done well. Well, it's amazing that there are so many characters in such a small town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were so many, so many people who could have done it in such a small town. And I was trying to think about the people I know. And if somebody died, like, who would I say did it right away? You know, and it is funny who, where your mind goes for those kinds of things. The characters are very richly drawn and their actions all have consequences. I love that it's a story driven so well by character. I do yeah. have to say, even with the remake with Grace Point, um, the very uh, few clips that I've seen of the trailer, it's they do look like it was incredibly well done. Also with great camera work and well, great yeah, acting. Real, yeah, I just don't think well it was done. necessary. Yeah. Okay, one last question for you, Hollister. You mentioned in our podcast for the Americans that you would make a great spy. And as I was watching this, I was kind of curious, do you think you would make a great detective? I'm not sure I would make a good detective. I read people very well. I know when they're lying. But I'm not sure that I would pick up the clues. You know, I'm sort of clueless when it comes to that. I read people very well, but I don't read scenes very well. So, well, you know, if you do that spin around the room and then tell everybody what, what they've seen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, uh, I'm not very good at those games. So, and also I can't <laughs> remember anything. So I won't be, you know, no, I don't think I'd make a good detective. And also I'd be scared. But I hope that the reason you th- thought that question up had nothing to do with associating me with this character that I found sort of ridiculous. Well, it's interesting that you think I associate you with the female character because it hadn't occurred to me. Ah, oh, I well, s- if you want to put me with Tenon, I'm Yes, in. yeah. Okay. If you um, want to make me David, okay, but I don't think, I don't really think that's where you're going to tell you the truth. 
I think you're lying. That's so, see, you would be a good detective. So we absolutely recommend seeing this. We will take a look at Grace Point and let you know whether it's worth seeing that as well. And we didn't tell you who did it and we didn't give anything away. I think we showed a lot of restraint myself. Yes. Okay. (laughs) 